another episode of the Provocative Podcast. Every time I miss a week, I feel like it's been forever. And then I feel nervous again recording a, an episode because I feel like I haven't sat in this chair in like a week and a half. Um, but last week, guys, I took a break because um, I went to Georgia to visit my family for a weekend. I literally went for like two days. I just, I go through these phases where like, um, I just miss my family a lot. Like if you guys know our backstory, Chris and I moved to Texas by ourselves in 2018. And, um, it's hard, like not having any family here and, you know, seeing our friends have family here is hard too, because especially with, um, events and holidays and things like that. It's just me and Chris most of the time. And when I first moved here, I thought that I mean, I I promised my mom, I was like, don't worry, mom, I'll be back every month. And Chris like kind of giggled and he was like, um, that's not realistic. And I was like, yes, it is. Like how is once a month, not realistic. Like I can totally, totally go once a month to Georgia. It is way harder than I thought it was going to be. One, it's not super close to where I could just get in my car and drive. It's a 13-hour drive. And two, like even if I do fly, like the the closest airport is the Chattanooga airport, but it's so expensive to fly into. Just a one-way ticket right now are $1,000. Like like that's like a, like a trip internationally, okay? And if you fly into Atlanta, it's like a two-hour drive from our parents. So it's just like, it just kind of sucks because the time travel is just, the time we travel is just so long. But yeah, I mean, I miss them. I have my phases where I miss them a lot. And I feel like, especially when I get into like, um, my art, I call it my armadillo mode where I work a lot, but then I like, I feel like something's missing. It's usually my family. Like as much as it chaotic, it is at my family's house. Like I still miss having my family around. And, um, especially now, like I've mentioned, uh, Kylie is my little niece and my goddaughter and I, she's growing so fast and I feel like I'm missing those moments with her and she's learning how to talk. And like, she says all these, these things now and I see on through FaceTime and I just wish I was there to see them. So I had just told Chris, I was like, Hey, listen, I can't, we, I know we just were there in December. I'm like, but I want to go. Like, I can't wait another two, three months. Like, I want to go, um, even if it's just me. And so he was like, just you go quick because if we both go, then we have to stay for like a whole week and split time. And right now I know you just want to spend quality time with your family. So just go. And, and it's really nice because they just picked me up from the airport and I literally spent two days with them. I didn't have a car or anywhere to go. I didn't focus on working out. I didn't really do anything except be with my family. And it was really, really nice. Um, which leads me to say, guys, so on Monday, my sister asked me to take Kylie to the doctor because she wasn't feeling well and she also needed her shots. Okay, you're asking someone, I know you guys are probably gonna be like, well, you get lip filler, how are you not? How are you scared of needles? But I'm terrified of needles. I do the lip filler just because I suck it up because I love it so much. And I'm usually on that chair shaking profusely. Like my nervous system is under attack and I feel literally sick to my stomach for like a day and a half after it just because my nervous, and I actually do, in, like my body gets inflamed from holding that stress. Like after I get my lips done, my, my whole face swells and my body swells for like two days. I kid you not just because my nervous system gets so shot because I hate 
I hate it. It's not like I love getting needle. I hate it, but I go because I like having my lips done. But if I if I ever get like blood taken out and stuff, I'm like terrified. So I was like, okay, one, you're asked. I haven't like taken care of Kylie by myself, driven in a car by myself with a kid in the back, with a, a toddler in the back ever. And two, you're asking me to take her to get her shots. I was like, bless me, dear Lord, because I don't know what I'm gonna do. So um, I had Kylie on Monday. I watched her from like 8.30 to like 5 p.m. And honestly, we had such a blast. I will say that being, it was like a task that day. Like it was definitely like, I felt like a single mom that day. And first of all, props to moms, like props to you mothers. I do not know, I've said it, Time and time again, I am not a mom, but I do not know how you got, I'm a dog mom, right? But it's nowhere near the same. I don't know how you guys do it. You guys like props to you. I know it's, I know every parent is different. Every mother is different. The way they parent the child, the way they structure their routine and stuff, but it is hard. Okay. The, your whole time revolves around watching that little baby and I can't even, I could not even get dressed. I know it's probably because I wasn't in my element. Like if I had Kylie here and I was used to her, I could probably like change more peacefully knowing she's going to be okay and not put anything in her mouth. But like being in an environment that I'm not used to, I was literally changing in my living room, making sure like my dad was not home. And like, I was like butt ass naked, like watching her to make sure, like I didn't even put makeup on that morning. I mean, I had a facial, so it worked out, but I, uh, I was just like watching her and like making sure she was okay. And and then my sister thankfully got her her diaper bag ready for me and I made sure she had her snacks packed. And the thing with Kylie is she's really particular about three things. Yeah, her snacks, her uh, her blanket, which she calls her pito, her sarapito, and her passy. She has to have her passy. She's like, passy, passy. And so she has to have her passy, she has to have her sarapito, and she has to have her snacks, okay? And that day, for some reason, she was obsessed with her phone, so she had her phone. And I just had to make sure that I put her in the car with everything and that everything was near her so that if I was driving, I couldn't, I, like, it was hard for me to reach. I didn't have to reach, she just had everything at her disposal. But I will say the hardest thing, I was running errands for my mom that day, too, was, like, I can see why you guys don't want to go out with your kid because putting them, getting them out of the car seat, putting them back in, especially when they're barely falling asleep. I was like, Kylie, Kylie, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Cause we were pulling into a place that I had to be at. I was like, don't fall asleep. Yeah. I'll put, we'll, we can fall asleep afterwards. So it was just, it was so hard. But if you watch my story that day, guys, it was so funny. I was in the Starbucks line and she was like, I, it, coincidentally, I was recording for Instagram and I was like, hey guys, I have Kylie with me. I was parked, okay? I was in the Starbucks line. I would never record while I was driving or be on my phone when I'm driving. Um, and I was recording and I was like, Kylie, say hi. And then she's like, cake pop? And I turned and I could not understand what she was saying. She's like, I want cake pop. And I was like, oh shit, she knows that we're in the Starbucks line and my mom always gets her a cake pop. So it was such a cute thing and I was able to capture it on, on the camera. But overall, I had a fun day, but I will say guys, props to single moms, props to you girls who do it on your own because it is a lot. And if you do not have help, thankfully my sister has my mom and my mom helps her a ton, a little too much if you ask me, <laughs> but I would need help. And that's one of the reasons too, I, I definitely think about having, you know, having kids. I don't just say, yeah, I'm just going to have kids now because I don't have help and I would absolutely need help. And so it's just props to you 
ladies who don't have help because I don't know how you girls to do it. But um, yeah, that was my little adventure last weekend or the two weekends ago. And then last weekend, we just had like a pretty, pretty chill weekend. It just started raining, huh? Yeah, it started. It just started pouring, guys. Um, but yeah, so the little intro of what I've been up to. And then I think I mentioned it before. I started reading The Subtle Art uh, of Not Giving a Fuck. I feel like I, I've had this book and I literally just pulled it out like two weeks ago. And I was like, you know, let me give this a try. Because I, I was trying to read another book and I just was not... It was just not getting to me. It was like manifesting your life or something like that. And I was just rereading the same chapter. I could not get into it. And sometimes that's when you know you got to put a book down, right? Because I remember trying to read The Subtle Art. I'm not giving a fuck two years ago. And I could not get into it. And now I feel like everything I'm reading is like, like it's going with my life right now. And so um, I highly recommend that you guys pick it up and try reading it. I know a lot of you have actually read it. It's such a good book. Reread it again because I feel like as soon as I'm done reading it, I'm going to reread it because I feel like sometimes, you know, we we know these concepts of life, right? We know what to do, but sometimes we forget. Like we forget these values that are so important to have and to just have in the back of our mind and they're there, but unless you read it or someone's reminding you about it, it's hard to surface it up. So it's really cool um, reading things like this and it's going to, some of the topics that I'm going to talk about today are going to go a little bit hand in hand with the book. So if you read it, you know, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then lastly, I'm just feeling really grateful for um, everyone around me right now. I think going to see my family was really good. I got to spend some time with them. And then, you know, having Chris, he's been super supportive these last few months with like my whole, all the changes that I've been making hormonally, mentally, physically, like I uh, just been going through some hard things sometimes and having him being my support system, I'm just really grateful. I think sometimes we we take things for granted or we just I'm I know that my personality, you guys may think I'm 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 optimistic all the time, but I'm actually really not. Like I'm I unfortunately am the person that looks at the the cup half empty instead of half full. Um, I've always been that way and I'm, you know, trying to change that way. Um, It's hard, you know, breaking those patterns, but I'm trying to really focus on the things that I have and not take like, I don't mean materialistic things for granted. I mean like people and actual feelings and the way that I get to live my life, not for granted. So, um, um, yeah, so I'm just really grateful for everyone around me. I hope you guys are doing good. I know you guys probably missed an episode. So today's topic, I wanted to actually give you guys some like, you know, something to, to think about something. Um, you guys love my like motivational, uh, like just one-on-one hard talks with you girls. So I wanted to give you guys one of those today. So I put five important life lessons that can provoke slash change your way of thinking right because if you guys are new to the podcast the reason it's called provocative is not just because of the sex we actually haven't talked about sex in a while and i actually do want to talk about sex here shortly um but the reason i named it provocative was because i wanted to have a podcast um channel that um made you think that provoked thought that made you question your way of thinking because if you're not questioning your way of thinking you're never going to grow right so that's what i want i love to question my way of thinking i really love to examine things and ask questions like why and and dig deep so i wanted my my platform to be that so that is why i called it provocative and obviously we're going to talk about some spicy things here and there but just a little refresher for those who are new to the channel so all right let's hit five things number one and I directly took this one from the book. 
Because, guys, this one, for some reason, just, like, it, like, blew my mind. Like, blew my mind. It said, life itself is a form of suffering. Regardless of what you do, there will always be a form of suffering. You have to decide what form of suffering is worth it to you. And I was like, damn, that is some deep shit. And it's so true. Like, I think sometimes we're quick to complain about the things that are going in our life, right? And you will forget that you have a choice, right? You have a choice to suffer or not to suffer, to have that suffering. And I put some examples down. And one of them that at first came to my mind was like exercise and eating healthy, right? You're going to be healthy now and you're going to exercise and you're going to eat nutritious nutritious, I don't know what I'm trying to say, nutrient, nutrient rich food. That's what I'm trying to say. And you are going to feel better and you are going to like, you know, feel great that you're getting your goals. But your form of suffering in that is one, now you have to prioritize time for it. So instead of waking up at 8am, now you're having to wake wake up at 6am. You're going to have to say no to fast food, right? Which we all love. That's a form of suffering. Waking up early is a form of suffering. So like you have to pick and choose what form of suffering do you want? Do you want that suffering? Or you don't make any changes. You don't eat healthy. You don't go to the gym. But now your suffering is that you don't like the way that you look. You're constantly every day unhappy when you wake up because you're not happy with the way that you look. So when uh, I think the book had a different example, but when I read that, I was like, damn, that is so freaking true. Like we make choices and every choice I want to say has a suffering or a consequence. Whatever choice you make has a consequence or a suffering, right? And it is up to you, whether that's being successful. If you're successful, you're probably not sleeping a lot, right? Or you're probably dealing with more money problems, right? You have more money, but now you're dealing with more money problems. You're poor, you know, you're dealing with the fact that you're poor. Like you're always going to have to suffer with something, right? But the important thing is that you find purpose behind your suffering. And I'm telling you, when I read that, I was like, damn, because sometimes I feel like we can get into this victim mentality and be like, oh my God, why is this? Like this sucks. Like this, I'm eating healthy and stuff, but this just sucks. I hate waking up early and I hate that I have to say no. And it's like, no bitch. Like you should be grateful. You should be happy that that's your form of suffering. Like you should be like, I'm doing this. And yes, it sucks to wake up early. And yes, it sucks that I have to say no here and there to food, but I'm willing to take that suffering because I know that the results that I'm getting and what I'm doing is worth that pain. So I'm telling you guys, when I read that, I was like, damn, I needed that. I needed that because I looked into my life and I was, you know, just, I was like, I was in this limbo the last month and a half where I was just like, I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm tired of social media. And I was just like, I was just going through a funk. And when I read this, I was like, you know, I need to be grateful for my suffering. Cause you know what? I actually really do enjoy my suffering. I really do enjoy what I do. And you know, my suffering isn't that bad. And I'm willing to do, I'm willing to deal with this suffering if it's going to give me the results that I want and it's going to be able to give me the lifestyle that I want and that I actually enjoy doing. So I'm telling you guys, look into your life and see if what you're doing is worth that suffering. And if it's not, change it up. 
But once you have that value and you know what you're doing and you know what the suffering is and you can take a step back and be like, is that suffering that bad? If it's that bad and you're like, I actually hate it, change what you're doing. But if it's not, then you can embrace the fucking suck and move on. And then I'm telling you, you won't even think about that suck anymore. So I'm telling you, I'm that part of the book just really got me. And I really, I really wanted to share it with you guys because it really changed my perspective. And I hope that it changes your perspective going forward um, with what you're doing in life. All right. Number two, stop guilt tripping yourself into wanting something. Um, you know, I think sometimes we say we want things, but do we really want them? Do we want them because society is telling us we want them? Do we want them because our family's telling us we want them or we need to have them? And I wrote it down. We often chase these quote unquote dreams because we think that that is what we want to do. Or maybe society and family has pushed us in that direction. But if this dream isn't really your dream, it will never happen for you. And that's a tough pill to swallow. And the reason I say that is because if this dream is not your dream, the your purpose will not be there. Your work ethic will not be there. And you will not do the necessary steps it takes to accomplish that dream. Plain and simple. You gotta really ask yourself, if what you want is truly what you want, because you can say all day, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to be a musician or I want to be the best at karate or I don't know why I said karate, but I'm just thinking about stuff. <laughs> I want to be the best at this. Do you want to be the best at that? Because being the best or being good at something takes work, takes commitment, takes discipline. And if you're not willing to do those things, you're never going to get that. And what will happen is you'll start in this yo-yo cycle where you'll start a little bit towards that goal and then you'll you'll degress a little bit because you haven't invested time or life gets in the way. And then you'll, 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 you'll make like maybe one and a half steps forward. And then you'll stay there for months and months and months. And maybe you'll make another half step forward and you'll stay there for months and months. And then five years later, you look back and you're like, damn, I'm barely still like five steps into this. Why? Because it's truly not what you wanted. And you know, and sometimes it's okay. It's okay to accept that that's not your dream and that's not what you want to do. There is no shame in that. And that's why I said, do not let guilt trip you into thinking that's what you have to do because it's not. And, you know, a good example is sometimes, and I, I, you know, I'm in the fitness world, so I give these examples, but let's say Sophia wants to lose weight. She's like, I, I'm not happy with my body, body, but, and I want to lose weight. Okay. You want to lose weight, but she's still eating donuts every morning. And she's still drinking Coke at night. Oh, but, you know, it's just because it's one little Coke is not going to do anything. Okay. She maybe loses half a pound here. The next weekend, oh, there's a festival or there's a, a get-together. It's hot outside. She's drinking a walk. Oh, White Claw. Oh, it's okay. This White Claw's not going to do it. Eh. She gains a pound. Why? Because she wasn't really committed to her goal. It's not something you really want because trust me, I've been there. I've been that person. And sometimes I'm still that person. Like last month I was like, I'm going to lose weight. Did I do what I needed to do to lose weight? No. Did I, did I truly, truly track my macros, hit my cardio every day? And for me, it's not even the cardio that's bad. It's like, I don't like, I'm not tracking and I still enjoy my weekends and 
I eat what I want. So did I do the necessary steps to lose the weight in March? Absolutely fucking not. So did I actually want to lose weight? No, no. And I, and I took a step back and I asked myself, did you want to lose weight, Jasmine? No, I didn't. What were you trying to accomplish? Well, I just felt the pressure of needing to lose weight. Why? Because you have events coming up and you have photo shoots coming up and you feel this need to lose weight, to portray something or that you're fit. But it wasn't truly because I wanted to lose weight. So sometimes you have to ask yourself, is what I'm doing what I really want to do? Or am I just doing it for other people? And like I met Sophia might, she might actually want to lose a weight, but right now it's not the, she's not ready for it. She's not ready to make that commitment. And it's okay to look at yourself and say, you know what? I want to lose that weight, but right now I'm not fully committed. I'm not plain and simple. I'm not, I will be maybe in the future, but right now I'm not. So I'm going to stop wasting my time. Either I'm going to commit or I'm just going to take a step back and not commit. So you know, sometimes it, it can look as you're being complacent in your life. Um, you know, I was actually talking to Chris about this and he had his own um, interpretation of it. He was, you know, someone who was like, well, I feel like that's complacency. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's complacency. I think sometimes our values change and what brings you happiness in that moment is just different than what would bring you happiness in the past. And if you're not really in love with this dream and you don't want to do it, quote unquote, anymore, um, maybe it's because it's, you don't want to do it anymore. People change, your values change. And that's why having values is so important. I feel like values is something that keeps being brought up into my life. And I'm actually, I've really been thinking about what my values are and I'm going to like write them down. I did it last year when I was going through therapy. But once you have your values straight, and I'm telling you, they change every season. They change during my prep. My values change right now. They're, 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 you know, they're not the same as what they were in prep. And it doesn't mean that you're complacent. And, and it may be, there's nothing wrong with that. To take a, a moment where you're complacent a little bit, figure out your life, figure out what you want, but don't pursue a dream that's really not meant for you or you don't want to accomplish. So I thought that was really good because sometimes, you know, we feel like we have to be this person or do this thing because society and our parents or whoever are pushing us to be that. But we live every day unhappy. You don't know why we do it. It goes back to the suffering. The suffering is not worth it because it's not our passion. So, you know, I know these go kind of hand in hand and I, I, they're kind of going hand in hand right now. I didn't even think about that when I was writing it, but I just really wanted to, to say that. And also, this might be a time for you to assess yourself and ask yourself, am I a fucking lazy person? Because sometimes it might just be that this is your dream, but you don't have the work ethic because you've been, I don't know, waiting on somebody else or you're just kind of hanging back and you got to ask yourself, no, I do want this. So now I need to do what I, what I can to make this dream happen. I got to get up off of my couch. I got to work a second job. I got to do what I, what I got to do to make this dream happen. And there's always a switch for people. If it's meant for you, like I said, it's meant for you. There'll be a switch in your life where you'll be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it'll just kind of happen. You'll either be fed up with your life or you'll be fed up with an issue or something just comes up and this switch will just happen for you and you'll be able to move forward. But you got to really, really take a look at yourself and ask yourself if what you want is truly what you want. All right. Number three, don't expect the high end life without high end work ethic. And I've said this before, guys, but listen. I, 
I feel like, and I put this because I'm guilty of this too sometimes. Um, it's easy with social media to compare your life to everyone else and to everyone else's highs, right? Because they're they're mostly all highs, right? That's what they post. You don't, you know, you have people who do share about their lows or what they're going through. Um, but they're mostly all highs. And it's normal to go on there and to compare yourself. But like I mentioned before, we forget that some of these people, the successes that they've had are not overnight. They've worked really hard. You take a look at my life, you see my home, you see my car, you see Chris's car, and you're like, like, what do they fucking do all day? I, and I'm really, I'm just being an outsider here. If you're looking at my life, if I'm looking at my life from the outside, be like, what does she do all day? Like, she she has her businesses, she has her podcast, but like, what does she really do all day? What has she really worked? Like, what does she do to make all that money? And the thing is, because you see it on the outside, you see, and that's, I don't really post my shit like that, but you see the outside world, you see the house, you see the cars, you see the, the highs, right? But you guys didn't see me grinding from the age of 15. Like I was literally crying in the car with Chris the other day because I was just like thinking back of how far I've come in as an, as an individual. Guys, when I'm telling you my work ethic when I was like, even in before I turned 15, I had fucking work ethic. I remember I just started dating Chris at 15. At 16, we went to this restaurant and it was like a really nice restaurant. It was called Rosa Negra? Rosa Mexicano, all right? It was in Atlanta. His dad took us there. And I just remember looking at that restaurant and I was working at my parents' restaurant at this time. And as, you, as I mentioned before, my parents' restaurant uh, was very, like, you know, a traditional, small Mexican restaurant. Um, nothing crazy big. Nothing, like, too, too homey. It, but it was, like, like an average little Mexican restaurant, right? But this restaurant was, like, top level. Like, Americans ran this shit. Like, that's what I mean by top, top level. Um... And it was so nice. And I remember they had this wall um, and the wall had like a waterfall and it had these divers, like little mini divers, like little, little um, male divers, sculptures. It was like real, like off the wall, like not on the wall, like off the wall. And they was like, it was almost like them diving, coming down the water. And I remember looking at that wall and thinking, man, I'm going to have a place like this someday. Like, man, I really, I really like this is amazing. And I would look around the restaurant. I'm like, I'm going to have a place like this someday. This is awesome. I, even though I don't have a restaurant yet, you know, um, I remember thinking at that age, I want something out of my life. I want, I want to be something. I want to be successful. I want to, because I knew what, I knew that all that having a restaurant like that meant a lot of work. I was with my family when they built the restaurant. I know how much work it takes to own something, but I also knew the success that could come from it. And I was like, man, I, I want something like that. I want more out of my life. I don't want to just end up at, I think it was also because my parents' restaurant was in a small local town and I knew I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want to stay there. I, I didn't ever envision my life getting married there, settling down, having kids and growing them up in an old town like that. I never wanted that for my kids. Um, and I just remember thinking, man, I want more for myself. And, um, yeah, anyways, so I worked three jobs growing up. I worked at the restaurant for a long time while I was in high school. As soon as I quit high school, I worked at the restaurant. I did online training. I did boot camps. I did makeup on the side guys. I was four, four jobs. I did 
Chris did online training. He worked at um, a carpet company. Like he would work overtime. Like we would literally hustle. And at this point, you're hustling for like, you don't even know why you're hustling. You're just hustling because you want to be successful. And one, we wanted to make ends meet. When we moved out, we were like, you know, we're never going to ask our family for money. Like you wanted to hustle because you wanted to be more. And we just, we had no idea. When I think back at when we were at Holland Avenue and it's, it's making me like get into my feelings right now because we had no idea what we were doing. Like no fucking idea. But we were just grinders. Like we did what we had to do every day. And it's crazy how it has like a domino effect of like how, you know, we quit school not knowing and how upsetting it was to our parents and everything. But we just kept going and we kept trusting our instincts and we kept going and we kept going. And now we're here. The thing is, people don't see that unless you know us from like high school. You don't see that. You don't know that. You know, my closest friends from Georgia, my cousin Salali, she witnessed all that. She knew that. She said, I remember you saying you were going to make something out of yourself. And I'm so proud of you. She tells me that on the phone every time we talk. So they know what we've had to go through. But when you look at social media, you don't see that. You just see the high. So it's really easy to think, wow, these people have it so easy. I want that success. But you don't know what they've had to do for that success. Some people may have gotten lucky, but I'm telling you 90% of the time they have it and they've had to work their asses off. And a lot of people nowadays, they want this high-end life. They want the materialistic things. You want all these things without that work ethic. Honey, I'm telling you, if you're just having a normal nine to five job that's not paying well and you're just stagnant, you're just not trying to get ahead because you're scared, because you don't know where to start, you're not gonna have that materialistic life. You're not. You're just not because right now, baby, it's hard to even make a decent living with a nine to five job. Things are a lot more expensive nowadays. Everything just money just goes right. But if you want something, if you want that high end life, you got to dig deep and ask yourself, okay, how the fuck am I going to get that? You know, I just asked my sister the other day, my younger sister, I was like, what do you want? What do you want out of your life? And I know she's young. I'm patient with her. I want to help her. Because, I mean, I was there. And I'm not going to make... Something I wrote, read the other day was, you can't expect people to be who you were, who you are. You know, sometimes you have these expectations of people or expectations on your siblings. She's not me. And I don't expect her to be me. I think when I was younger, I was like, why aren't you like me? Why can't... Now that I've gotten older, more mature, self, have more self-awareness, and I know how to treat people better and kinder and be more patient and compassionate, I look at her and she's still young. And I'm patient with her. But I did ask her, I'm like, what do you want out of your life? Well, I want to have more money. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't want to have more money. What do you want out of your life? She's like, no, I want more money. I'm like, no, you don't. She's like, yes, I do. I'm like, if you want more money, then what are you doing at the job you're doing at? And why aren't you pursuing school? Or why aren't you pursuing business? Why aren't you pursuing a side hustle? Because if you wanted money... You wouldn't just be working what you're working at, doing the bare minimum, getting like $10, $12 an hour. That's not what you would be doing if you wanted money. If you, were, if you wanted money, you'd have that job plus the side hustle, plus you'd be doing this on the side to be making that money to get you ahead. But you don't want money. 
So you got to ask yourself what it is that you want. It goes back to to truly ask yourself what it is that you want because it's I don't think that's what she wants. And if it is what she wants, she had to take a deeper look inside herself and, and really be like, damn, I do want that money. And I'm not doing what I, what I have to do in order to get that money. But sorry, guys, I had lost my train of thought. But, oh, it goes back to having a work ethic to have that high lifestyle. And, you know, when when you have to be honest with yourself, it's really hard. It's really hard to dig deep and be like, am I doing enough? And it's not like you're running all these businesses and you still feel like you're not doing enough. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm not doing enough when it comes to, like, handling the jazzy fit world. But, and all that it's businesses. But I mean, like, take a deeper look and ask yourself if what you're doing is enough to get you where you want to be. And I'll take myself, for example. I was, last month, I was, or two months, I was like, oh my God, my TikTok's not growing. I want to grow my TikTok. I want to grow my TikTok. And, um... Why is my TikTok not like like hers? Like she doesn't even do anything that cool in it. She has like a million followers. And then I had to, I, I had to take a, a really look at myself and I had to be like, well, your TikTok's not like that because how many times have you posted? Okay, like once. Yeah. What does Gary V say to post on TikTok in order to to get gain more traction? Three to four times a day. Is that girl posting three to four times a day? Yeah. Are you posting three to four times a day? No. And that's why I'm telling you, you got to have some self-awareness and you got to be honest with yourself and ask yourself if you deserve that high-end life because, honey, you probably don't if you're, if you're asking yourself that. So you got to do, you got to put in the work to get that high-end life. And you cannot expect other people to do it for you or to get you ahead or to give you money or to give you this or to give you, it, it doesn't work that way. You got to do it for yourself. So take a look at yourself if you're wanting that high-end life because I'm telling you, you cannot get the high-end life without the high-end work ethic. Number four, entitlement will always be your enemy. The I deserve. Oh, I deserve this or I deserve that. Why is the world so cruel? Oh my God, why isn't this going my way? I deserve this. I deserve that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. And I do, I've done it myself. I feel like I go through periods too where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not like, it goes back to my social media. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm not growing enough and I deserve it because my content's so good. Bitch, you don't deserve shit. I don't deserve, like the world doesn't owe me anything. TikTok doesn't owe me anything. If I'm posting and I'm creating content is because why? I'm choosing that. I'm choosing my suffering. I'm choosing what I want to do. And sometimes you're not going to get the reward for doing something. You cannot expect to be always do something and get a reward back. And I had to take a hard look at myself when I was going through a little bit of period of entitlement because I feel like you get comfortable with this lifestyle and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm good. I, I've worked really hard to be where I'm at. And you kind of like stay at this level, right? And then you, you kind of feel like, yeah, a little bit of entitlement. Like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve that. And then you got to take a hard look in the mirror and be like, bitch, you better sit your ass down. Because, you know, you don't. Life doesn't owe you anything. Your parents don't owe you anything. Your siblings don't owe you anything. They do not owe you anything to take you out of the ghetto, to take you out, to get you uh, more money, to give you more presents, to give you a better life. The world does not owe you shit. You are in control of what you do. And this entitlement, it's a lot from our younger generation because I think 
a lot of our parents, especially our our Hispanic parents, they wanted to give us everything that we that they didn't have, right? Um, and it happens a lot in every culture and every family. But nowadays, too, with social media and the way things are going and the we want everything right now, like look at Amazon, we want things the same day, next day, we get this sense of entitlement that we deserve things handed to us and quick. But life doesn't work that way. And to be honest, entitlement people are shitty people. And I don't want to be that type of person. And I don't want to surround myself with that type of person. I want to surround myself with people who work hard for what they want, who work hard and get and reap the reward and who work hard and sometimes don't reap the reward because that's how you continue to grow. That's how you continue to push yourself. I'm telling you, entitlement people, being entitled will get you nowhere. It, and a lot of these entitled people, you can read right through them, right? I don't want to hurt. And people don't want to associate with you. You may be the 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 it person of the crowd because you're bragging about what you have and oh my god I'm so cool and I'm this and I'm that but I'm telling you those people don't actually want a real friendship with you so and I'm not talking to any of you guys I'm just talking about like a a bob in the universe right and this was kind of like an example in the book too but just take a look at yourself if you feel like you've gotten to a place where you're, you're a little entitled and ask yourself you know is this the kind of person I want to be and be more grateful. Show gratitude for the things you have. Show gratitude for who you are and want to work hard for the things that you want. Don't mix self-worth with entitlement because being having self-worth is different, right? When you have self-worth, you know what you bring to the table. It's completely different than being entitled and be like, I deserve a place here. No, when you have self-worth, you know what you bring. And it's like, oh, I, I want to be here. This is what I offer to you guys. This is what I have. This is where my values are. Not, I deserve to be here because I make X amount of money and because look how cool I am and because look at my followers and look at this and look at that. That's not how to be. So if you're, I'm telling you, if you're sensing any type of entitlement, you need to change that quick because the world does not owe you anything. And I had to kind of take a look at my life like I said, and myself when I was feeling a little entitled and then I had to take a look around at the people around me and if they were entitled and if they were expecting me to hand things to them because I'm tired of it. I got to the point where I told Chris, I'm tired of me always being the one that focuses on everyone else, of getting everyone else ahead, of doing everything for everyone else and I don't see them push for it. I'm done. I'm done catering to entitlement. I don't want to be that person and I don't want to surround myself with people like that. So entitlement will always be your enemy was four. And number five, I'll leave you guys with this. Listen to the universe. Oh, I've been listening to the universe a lot, guys. I know I tell you guys manifest the life that you want, but I have been listening to the universe because I feel like when, when you have this pull and you are really like accepting of what the universe is giving you, you can just sense when you need something, whether that be a podcast, whether you need, sometimes it's like, hey, you should call your friend so-and-so, or hey, you should call your mom here, or hey, you should do this. And 90% of the time, that conversation will lead you into something that, excuse me, something that you needed, something that you needed to hear, right? There's so many times I'm going through something and that day I want to reach out to a certain friend and I reach out to that person. And without me even having to say anything, they'll tell me exactly what I needed to hear that day. Or the universe will literally put a commercial on or 
I don't know, I'll put on a podcast because I'm just like, let me listen to this random podcast and it will just speak to me. Or the book. Sometimes I won't even read in order. I'll pick up a book and I'll flip and I'm telling you, it'll just speak to me. So listen to the signs. I've been seeing, I told you guys all last year, I saw 1111 everywhere. I've literally till this day see 1111 everywhere. I don't know what that means, but I'm listening to the universe and I'm taking it as I am on the right path. I'm on the right path. And I am stopping any resistance that I have from changing, from being myself and just being and listening to the universe and listening to what it wants for me. Because sometimes we resist, we resist so hard. I feel like I've been resisting so hard. I've been struggling with letting 2022 Jazzy go. I am a completely different person now than I was before my prep. And it is, guys, it's been hard to accept. It's been hard to look at myself in the mirror because I feel like I'm just this whole different person and I'm grateful for her, but I'm like still holding on. I'm still resisting to this old part of me that I like, I just don't want to let go of. I just don't. And I feel like the more I resist, I feel like I'm in control by resisting, right? I feel like I'm in control. I'm like resisting. I'm like, I'm in control right now. But the more I resist, the less control I also feel like I have. So I literally told myself I am done resisting. I am done. I'm just letting go. I am letting go. I'm listening to the universe, what it wants for me, what it wants for me in this period of my life. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to just be present, to be grateful of my life right now, to be grateful of who I am, the qualities that I am obtaining right now, this new person that I am right now. And it is so hard to do. It's hard. I actually woke up this morning and I um, meditated for five minutes. It was fucking hard, guys, because I feel like I get these like crazy thoughts like, oh, my God, what if there's just like a person standing above me? Or like, oh, my God, what if there's a ghost in this closet? Because I lay in my closet and I do it. And all these thoughts want to get to me. But I'm like, no, 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 no. This is five minutes of you just meditating, just being here, not thinking about anything else. And I'm telling you, things will come up. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to find an outfit for this. Oh, my God, you got to write this and do that. But you got to let that shit go. Today's meditation was letting all the clutter go. I feel like sometimes my life is literally, my thoughts are literally papers like in a school, just in a hallway, just scattered everywhere, just scattered. And it said that example today in my meditation. And it's okay. You got to just file them back in order. Be patient, take some time to breathe and file them back in order. I'm telling you, listen to the signs, guys, because they're there. They're there. Listen, go with what your gut is feeling and telling you to do. Call that friend. Listen to the podcast. Go for that run. I do that all the time. Sometimes on Saturday, guys, I told I wanted to go to the gym. My dedication is like, oh, go to the gym on a Saturday. But it was beautiful outside. And I was like, you know what, babe? I'm not going to go to the gym today. You go. I'm going to lay out. I'm going to do my Sudoku puzzle because I love Sudoku. And then I'm going to go for a run. I went for a run at the worst time possible because it was like 80 something degrees at three at two o'clock. And I was like dying. I ran for like two miles. But hey, I ran for two miles. But it's what I needed. It is exactly what I needed. When I got done running and laying out and doing my Sudoku, I just felt so good. I felt so good. And so sometimes you just got to listen to that intuition and listen to the universe and listen to what you want and just do it. You'll feel a lot better. So Anyways, guys, that's my little five, I know it's, I said little, five um, little life lessons that, you know, can probably change your mind 
um, change your way of thinking, maybe incorporate into your life. Um, I know it's been a while that I shared some deepness with you guys, but I know you guys love it. So this is my opinion, right? This is what I think. You don't have to agree with me. You can just think about it and, you know, not agree. But um, if you feel like you really resonated with this episode, please share it on your platform. You guys know that that's how we grow. Please send me a message. I screenshot every single message that you guys send me um, that has to do with the podcast because um, you guys are just so special to me and I do not take any of those messages for granted. I'm telling you, I do not take them for granted. Having this podcast platform has literally changed my life and I love every single one of you and I appreciate every single one of you literally you guys have changed my life. You guys have given my life purpose and I'm just so, so grateful. So please share it with a friend, share it on your platform so we can keep growing. We can keep growing this little familia. And yeah, guys, lastly, I want to say, um, there is some stock for no evil. We did launch last week. So if you guys want to check that out, um, a lot of sizes did sell out, but we still have a lot of good stuff. And then on my actual page, there is still some provocative t-shirts left. I'm going to discount them. So please check them out. And yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you resonated with this episode and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.